0: Welcome to Anthropology of Girlhood, a girlhood podcast about labeling your goddamn science experiments. I'm Alexa Ray Hack. I'm a comedian and storyteller. I use she, her pronouns.
1: My name is Micah Silver, and I'm a child care provider, and I use they, them
0: pronouns. Today is part two of our As Told by Ginger series that we're doing on our off weeks here. talking about episodes six through ten of As Told by Ginger season one. We're going to do a quick plot summary in case you haven't seen those, in case you don't feel like watching a 20-year-old Nickelodeon cartoon, but you should because it's great.
1: Episode 6, Miranda tries to convince Ginger that she and Darren should be more than just friends, thus clearing her way to another boy, Ian.
0: In episode 7, Ginger invites her divorced dad to a poetry reading at her school and is devastated when he doesn't come and also... Carl buys a dehydrated snake from the back of a comic book and puts it in a lemonade pitcher, unlabeled, in the fridge. Lois drinks it and it sends her to the hospital.
1: In episode eight, Carl finds a toupee in the school hallway and decides to make a mask out of it and reinvents himself as Wolf Boy. While that is happening, Miranda tries to blackmail Ginger about her hairy legs.
0: In episode 9, Macy and Courtney enter a high school French class where the older kids take advantage of Macy's absent parents to have a pool party and some of the kids plot to take Courtney's bikini off at the pool party to embarrass her in front of a bunch of kids
1: episode 10 after lois tells ginger she can't wear makeup for her school picture ginger dodie and macy create their own fake up and it's real adorable like we said you should definitely watch the show it's one of it's it's incredible and holds up really well follow us on twitter at anthro 267 Subscribe to our Patreon, please. New bonus episode coming out soon if you want to hear that.
0: This month's bonus episode is Chevy Chase Classic directed by our beloved Amy Heckerling, National Lampoon's European Vacation. Micah and I got so mad at this movie, we had to watch it in three parts. So you're going to want to hear this bonus episode. It's a wild one.
1: Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening. Thanks
0: for listening. Enjoy. Enjoy. It's so weird to me in shows like this when you have a parent that's, like, involved and, like, takes an active interest in their child's interests. I know that this is just me, like, showing my—I can see in your (laughs) eyes that thing, that look you give me when I'm showing my trauma ass. (laughs) And I I recognize that. It's so amazing how Lois Foutley is just, like, so supportive— Always there for her kids. Doesn't care what kind of dumb shit they're getting into. Like, the coolest, most down mom I also
1: feel like she's such a beautifully written character because she's also flawed. Like, she has, like, she's a real... You can have this incredible, amazing mom... Who still messes up her kids? Right. Who still like doesn't necessarily let them have the autonomy that That over their body that they should should have. have. Yeah. But she's still one of the best mother figures I think we will ever see.
0: Right. Because I think like the two big conflicts in this arc we're watching through episodes six through ten. Because really the only two like conflicts we have with Lois over these five episodes is stuff where she's trying to keep her child a child because she feels like she doesn't need to do adult things yet right. the makeup and the leg shave the leg yeah. shaving is what i'm thinking of i think you can kind of get the read and i think maybe your mom is this kind of a similar story mm-hmm. where she felt like she got pressured to do that stuff in a way that made her uncomfortable and in a way that she later resented and now is trying to deal with that by restricting her child and letting them do it
1: yeah, that's that pretty much sums it up. And I also think, like, Lois, I, even with her, like, positive actions can, like, you can see her, like, trying to keep her child's life as carefree and childish as it totally. can. Like, seeing how she handles Ginger's dad being Ginger's dad. Yeah. And, like she's trying she does what she can to protect her child from that hurt and like really take it in i really think it is that like having that like pressure on on you as a young child and like trying to walk that fine line of like letting your children be who they are but also like not letting that not having them walk the same path you did is really difficult right but again you need to let your children make mistakes yeah you need to let your children like learn that things hurt and it sucks and it's
0: hard i yeah i can imagine that seeing a piece of your heart wander around in the world and then get like repeatedly smashed and burned and hurt must be Be devastating
1: devastating. i can't imagine but it's how we learn right and if you don't play with blue eyeshadow, you don't learn how to do (laughs) pointed (laughs) we both
0: said at the same time like We both have in our notes, like, if you didn't wear too much blue eyeshadow all the way up to your eyebrow, were you really 14? No, never. (laughs) Because, like, I also did that, but I was, like, a 25-year-old adult woman (laughs) who worked in an office.
1: It's okay. (laughs) I still wore it when I was in my 20s. But I also like my relationship with makeup has been weirdly com- yeah it's been complicated yeah my grandmother was how I learned makeup uh-huh. uh huh because my mom didn't doesn't really wear makeup
0: your grandmother the former beauty queen oh no my your other grandmother
1: my bougie my bougie Jewish grandmother uh-huh. who my nanny was a fucking powerhouse of a tiny four foot eleven uh-huh. human being and like she had these gorgeous like brow set pencils and like I just remember like always sneaking into her bath like I pulled the ginger and like would sneak into her bathroom and play with her makeup cute and till she like finally sat down and like taught me how to use some of the products too and was like cute if you're gonna use them use them correctly right because you was, were
0: probably fucking up her makeup and stuff too <laughs> so bad
1: but yeah i was really and then and then i found color because she you know she had a very natural palette right, right, and then i was yeah. like you know went to walgreens when i had my allowance for yeah, the were first like, time
0: green purple, purple blue, blue yellow orange
1: i'm a very colorful person
0: i feel like we all do that when we start wearing makeup because like whatever it's fun to be pretty but neutrals are boring yeah and especially when you're a kid you're like i like bright colors why wouldn't i want to wear bright colors on my face well because it makes you look like a circus clown that's why <laughs> makes you kind of look like you're losing your mind and maybe they let you out of the psych ward just for today it made you feel pretty i also think with social media and like the explosion of
1: makeup artists visible and, like, all the cool, weird makeup that's happening. Totally, yeah. It's been cool to watch kids be able to have makeup and be like, it's an art form and I can be weird with it and you can go fuck off. Yeah. Which, like... I really love people using makeup to make them happy and saying fuck you to everyone else.
0: I feel like in this year... Or maybe
1: I just follow too many queer people.
0: Right. In 22, like, I feel like there are 16-year-olds walking around in high school with, like, perfect winged eyeliner because of YouTube.
1: Oh, and it's totally unfair.
0: And it's... Yeah, right? Because we were walking around in my high school, like, fucking... Drunk raccoons make up just haphazardly applied, like... Just randomly. I had to wait angles. each month for
1: seventeen to come to my door so I could read the magazine about what all
0: the cool makeup trends were. <laughs> is that real? Oh yeah. Is that a thing? Do oh, you have yeah. to keep up on makeup trends? This oh. is truly new to me. I don't keep up on trends now, and I certainly <laughs> didn't as a teenager. Oh yeah. I, I loved all the I loved all the teeny
1: bot magazines like 17, Teen Vogue.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh oh, I, I loved that. Gotta
0: keep up on can't wear those low rise jeans anymore those are out uh,
1: that and like you know all the stupid gossip about like all the like pop punk boy bands dating models or whatever
0: yeah that seems totally uninteresting to me but i'm glad that people get something out of it (laughs) the autism story (laughs) that holds no interest for me and therefore i cannot even think about it okay goodbye (laughs)
1: oh yeah i was i was at the end of like the fun 90s yeah early 2000s like the fads 90s too. yeah
0: the 90s and 2000s style was very like over the top and it was like almost cartoony
1: just think of the justin britney denim on denim on denim god literally <sighs> Some, my worst nightmare
0: <laughs> someday we're gonna watch from justin to kelly for the bonus the American Idol movie, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, fucking terrible. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, I didn't
1: realize they made an American Idol movie. Oh, it's bad. Fantastic.
0: It's terrible. I'm sure it's awful.
1: Another stretch goal. Yeah,
0: yeah. And and look who's talking. That I, I that one's the first one because I want to make you watch that movie so <laughs> bad.
1: Oh, I'm so.
0: Oh God. I I just want you to be upset by the baby talking. I, I just, already
1: I, am, and I've never I, seen. I it.
0: want to get. Two hours of you just being flabbergasted and disgusted by baby talking, by the babies talking to each other. Oh, <laughs> The God. whole premise of the film. I just want to get you for two hours screaming at the premise of the I don't
1: get it. Why do you need babies to talk? Like, I, I love Rugrats. I still don't get it. The, like, new Boss Baby movies. Why? Yeah. Why are babies entertaining? Why do we
0: want babies to talk? Why? I... What is it about
1: their brains Smart are still cooking
0: babies let
1: their brains cook
0: right like if babies could talk they would just say the wildest shit like they'd be like i discovered yellow today did you know there was a yellow yeah man it's fucking cool huh did you know they could do this with your these things what are these things called
1: y'all know how annoying two-year-olds are <laughs> babies would be worse yeah <laughs> babies would be so everything's loud everything's loud everything's loud like yeah
0: yeah man welcome to my fucking life
1: (laughs) everything everything
0: is loud all the time we had to turn a light off before we were recording because i always forget there's one light down here so loud screams when you turn it on maybe if you're neurotypical it doesn't scream but i cannot hear anything else when that light is on
1: (laughs) That was one of the, like, great things about pandemic is I could stop going to places that where the lights were so loud, yeah. like grocery stores yeah. and Target.
0: Yeah. Fuck Target. Fuck grocery store. Man,
1: I need sunglasses to go into Target.
0: I am so relieved to not work in retail anymore. That was maybe the shortest stint I've ever had at a job. But just, like, every day... The stress of just, like, being under those fluorescent lights... Oh, my God. ...and unable to wear headphones at all, all day, is just, like, so overwhelming.
1: Yeah, I can imagine.
0: (sighs) No thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I started just wearing one headphone all the time at the end. Because, at the very least, even if it was off, it would just block Sound. sound.
1: I really want... I'm, like, actually... I've been looking at those loop headphones... Yeah. earplugs, and I
0: think they would be very helpful. For um, tuning in tuning stuff out.
1: Yeah. Especially as someone who has to take public transit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing. Like taking a car would save me on like so much overstimulation versus like having to ride the fucking bus with a hundred other people who are like coughing and screaming and taking phone calls and shooting up drugs and whatever other shit.
1: Because, again, if we have money, we can solve a lot of our problems and set ourselves up better so we aren't spending as much money.
0: Right, exactly. If we had a car, we could save money. It is so
1: expensive to be
0: poor. It's so expensive to be poor. Right, because, like, think about all the takeout we order. Because we don't have the executive function to make food and, like, fuck off. We're neurodivergent. Mm -hmm. We don't always have executive function to make food for ourselves. We would save 50% 50% on all those orders if we could just drive to Taco Bell and pick up all that food and drive it home. Right. We'd get it twice as fast and for half as much money. Or we
1: could also get ourselves better food or, like, grocery store. You could stop at the grocery store on your way home to... Right, and to grab like things up. Right. Fuck! Or we could afford to have a freezer so we could have more space to keep meals like that around.
0: Honestly, I think that a chest freezer is the most like neurodivergent friendly thing you can have is just like stuff that bitch with frozen pizzas and hot pockets and eggo waffles and just like all your other like safe zero function foods did you ever have this where someone thought that you had a crush on your best friend all the
1: goddamn time
0: is it because you're gay
1: it's because I'm gay. It's because I hung out with a lot of boys. Right. I was close to, like, my, one of my best friends was a boy. Yeah. Looking back at it, I probably had a crush on him, but he also had, like, a long-term girlfriend that I, like, never thought of it, too. Yeah. But, yeah, people always asked, and I was always like, No. No. Also, like, this might be a weird Micah thing, so please
0: tell me if it is. Please, that's what this show is about, bringing uh, up weird stuff that you, is probably just from your childhood. Did you
1: ever develop a crush on someone after someone said you would be cute with them? Or, like, gave you the idea of having a crush on them?
0: No, did you do that? Yeah,
1: it happened a few times. Where a if, few times? Like like I said, it I'm could not be, upset,
0: I'm confused.
1: It could be a weird Micah thing. But, like, this could be mental illness talking, but, like, I would have people be like, oh, you obviously have a crush on so and so with how you act with them. And I was like, no, but I think I do now.
0: Huh. Because you put the thought, you, like, it, accepted it, it, the thought. It's into the kind my of head. like what
1: happened with Ginger of, like,
0: right. you She's know, like,
1: oh, I never thought about I've it. I never that thought way. about it. Maybe I should because you expect me to. And then trying and then I, you know, it blowing up in my face because I just wanted to be friends with them. But Also, just, middle
0: school is just that age where you truly don't know what stuff you enjoy and what stuff you like because other people are telling you you should. I was super into Green Day because my friends were super into Green Day. Okay, Green Day fucking slapped. Get the fuck out of here. No, no, no.
1: Don't get me wrong. I love Green Day and I still stand by this. I mean the but early was,
0: stuff. Let's not fuck around.
1: I was like super into Green Day, like to a... It's, it's a personality trait. I mean,
0: look, I got real into Good Charlotte because a girl I liked was into Good Charlotte. I understand. I've been
1: there. Yeah. <laughs> See, sometimes like, when you're a kid, sometimes, like, you get into things or into people because, like, yeah. other people put it into you because you, like, don't necessarily you don't necess- know who you are yet.
0: Yeah. I don't think I had that so much just because, like, I think the autism makes me less suggestible that way Uh, uh uh-huh somebody's like hey you should do this thing i'm like "Mm, that doesn't seem fun i don't want to do that (laughs) (laughs) um this holds no interest for me thank you goodbye my brain does the opposite and
1: holds on to like oh you expect me to do that so therefore i have to do that yeah it's crushes were weird crushes have always been weird and i've always felt like i've done them wrong yeah. Like I've never think I've had a normal crush. Yeah. No, I I think I I think I'm incapable of like having cute, adorable crushes on people. I... I think
0: that is just that the portrayals of romantic love that you see in media are bad.
1: That is also fair. That is. I think
0: that's kind of why we're here, right? It's like
1: they are absolutely terrible, and I think we don't talk about what romance actually looks like.
0: Yeah, I feel like especially when you're a teen and you don't really know how that stuff even goes like yeah i definitely felt like i had no idea what i was doing romantically and like media in no way prepared me for oh, like absolutely actual not. dating and like the thing is like neither do your parents nope. i mean part of it is that i grew up like religious and so like the whole advice for relationships is like just don't do it or get married you know Mm -hmm. it's weird that we like fully don't model like what being in a relationship meeting a new person like courtship even looks like and yet like we get mad at kids when all they want to do is make out right
1: like like well yeah no shit they're horny
0: as hell and you like haven't taught them what like romance and intimacy are so all all they're gonna do is like jam their parts together
1: right like i always felt as a kid especially i like never knew what i was doing like i felt like i was falling through free space trying to grasp onto straws because like everything that i was told was a unattainable to me because i was fat unattainable to me because i was queer and just like because it's all unattainable i am not worthy of it right right? which like moving through the world with that is wild yeah and coming into your own as an adult and realizing that it's all bullshit and having to pull all of those layers off of it is really fucking hard and we don't prepare our kids for it at all no no And then get mad at them when they wanted to go to therapy.
0: Right. And I I feel like if we just built more of that identity building and, like, internal searching into school, especially early in school, like, we'd be less surprised when kids came out as gay and trans or neurodivergent or whatever. Because, like, we would teach people to be more in tune with that stuff from the jump. So that you don't have to teach it to people when they're adults and their brains are, like, all rigid and set in their ways and stuff.
1: I think that's why cis people hate us so much is because we make them think about themselves and they're not comfortable
0: with themselves. That's exactly what it is. I mean, we talk all the time on this show about how the main problem with men is the inability or, you know, fear of, like, any kind of internal, like, searching or awareness. Yeah. And like, that's why all the emotions have to be rage is because like, if you searched them out and really looked at what they were, you would discover a lot of other things about yourself in the, in the process. And we can't have that. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of those men would learn that they don't really feel like they identify with maleness or straightness or whatever, whatever, whatever.
1: You're not the same as everyone else. And that's okay.
0: None of us are. That's kind of. What we're saying. That's, yeah. No one is the same
1: as anyone else. It's wild. But yeah.
0: So we have to talk about this second episode we watched for this. Episode seven is called Hello Stranger. Ginger has like an absentee father. I guess they're supposed to be divorced. Yeah. And she gets into like a poetry reading contest thing. Or she. It's a, she writes a poem for a class and she ends up reading it for the school uh, yeah
1: it's like an art night thing yeah
0: and of course her de- her deadbeat dad doesn't come right doesn't even like call her about it right and this i mean i don't have so much to say about this except that like this episode like fucking gutted me I can like imagine as a kid who had absentee parents who absolutely would not go to anything i did unless i begged and pleaded and even then they would do it like grudgingly right this yeah this fucking gutted me like i did i remember once when i was in high school so i was on stage crew and i remember i came home like the last weekend like after my the last showing like fucking devastated because my parents hadn't come to any of the productions. Like, there right. were two weeks of productions. And they
1: didn't come to any of them. And they didn't
0: come to any of them. And my mom was like, well, why would you care if right. I came? And I was like, i worked on this thing. For so long. For months. Like, where do you think I've been? Right. like For months. Like, <laughs> oh, right, you didn't even notice that I've been gone because you couldn't possibly be fucked to even notice that I exist. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway. I don't have anything to say about it except that it's devastating.
1: (laughs) It was like, it was devastating to me and my parents showed up for shit. Yeah. You know, like I think it was really well written and I think it was as a piece of media, like really did an amazing job of showing and not telling also, which like, I think a lot of like... The shows like this who have episodes like this that end up feeling very, like, after school specially. Yeah,
0: treacly and, like, over the top. Yeah, Yeah,
1: and I think, like, this episode was so fucking devastating. Yeah. In a really quiet way that, like, it sneaks up on you. Right.
0: And the fact that... I'm gonna cry for sure. The fact that the poem she writes...
1: Oh, the poem is so good. Is
0: about... Her father finally showing up for her. Yeah. And then he does not Fucking crushing. This yeah. episode is. Got nominated for an Emmy. Of course it did. It's for so good. Outstanding Program. Less than an hour. It's fucking beautiful.
1: Honestly it's my favorite episode so far. Yeah. It's.
0: There's another episode in here I read that is also nominated for an Emmy that I will call it when we get to it. But this this episode is like 20 of the greatest minutes of TV I've ever seen. Oh, my God. I mean, even the side plot. There's the side. The B <laughs> plot in this is... Uh, Carl gets dehydrated snake from like the back of a comic book or something and Lois accidentally drinks it because he
1: didn't label his science experiment as a good scientist (laughs) should
0: always label everything come on yeah and then uh, they end up in the hospital because Lois has snake snake belly. Fucking Carl.
1: That whole class had wild pets. Yeah. Like there was a monkey. There was a peacock.
0: I have in my notes that this, this rich kid's monkey uh, foreshadowed petstagram
1: oh god yeah it did totally did totally did
0: just another one of those things that proves that like we're in an end state of an economy is like there are like hundreds of people who get paid thousands of dollars a month to represent brands because they have a cute dog they put pictures of online you know what i mean like i'm not saying that people who have petstagrams who have famous pets don't do hard work and that they don't no social media w- they work is
1: actual it's work
0: real work but i am saying that in my communist utopia there will be no influencers <laughs> or there will be but you're not gonna have to beg corporations for scraps so that you can take pictures of your dog. You're right. just going to pay you to live, and if you want to take pictures of your dog, go fucking nuts.
1: Right. Like, they, you can turn yourself into a brand. You don't have to, like, right. beg for others. But maybe I'll start taking, maybe I'll make Yoshi an Instagram. He's very cute. He's
0: very cute. He has that little brown spot on his nose that always makes him look like he just got out of digging through the trash.
1: Yeah, and I've been needing to do a new photo project. So, <laughs> yeah. all right, Yosh. Look on Twitter for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, so then the next episode after that one is the Wolf Boy because it
1: parallels with Ginger's leg hair. Right, oh, right, boy. This see this episode hit me
0: way too close to the right home. because I bet your mom didn't let you shave your legs either.
1: My mother is a wonderful human being. She's also very much a second wave feminist. Yes, or has grown since then, but like growing up, it was, it was very, very much, second yeah. wave feminism. And like, as an adult, great. Fantastic. Loved all of her policies that she stood with. As a child trying to figure out who I was as a person and wanting my own autonomy. Not
0: so helpful. Not
1: so helpful. I'm also a Russian Jew. Right. With high testosterone. <laughs> You're
0: a swarthy individual. As a trans
1: masked person, embrace it the hell now and feel cause. Cost-
0: right, but as a cost- teen, I bet it as was As a horrifying. teen femme,
1: it was
0: devastating. I bet.
1: Like... I remember being in, like, fifth or sixth grade and, like, wearing a tank top and boys making fun of me because I had armpit hair for th- before them. Yeah. You know? And, like, it was just, like, one of those things that I just, like, have had. Like, and our country in general has such an interesting relationship, by which I mean toxic relationship with body hair. Right. Because we've built an entire fucking industry around it.
0: Well, and you know that the, the whole thing about women having bare legs and underarms is literally just a thing razor companies made up because they weren't selling enough razors to men.
1: Absolutely. It's all propaganda. It's just
0: a thing that, like, anytime you (laughs) dig... It's so funny, like, you have to do no digging in this country. You just put a a shovel, a single shovel in the ground at any point. You just hit a bedrock of corporations are fucking you because they can and because we refuse to stop them. Yeah.
1: I think this episode did a really good job of illustrating how like Even at that young of an age, we are already having our kids deal with, like, complex relationships with their body. And, like, finding their bodies not as socially appropriate. Right. Which, like, we need to talk about. Like, it's not going away. Yeah. And even if we, like, in an ideal situation, like, we're still going to have movies. You're still going to have kids who compare themselves to each other because our brains just do it. Yeah. And if we don't start teaching our kids acceptance and acceptance of ourselves and, you know, like... Also like of course it's okay if you want to shave like yeah. I like it's your body do what makes you happy Yeah wear blue eyeshadow. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's not gonna change your personality. It's not gonna change. You're gonna end up getting hurt as if you don't talk about it, right. as I did with the first time I shaved, because I didn't know what I was doing, and right. dry shaved, and yeah. cut my shin to hell.
0: Oh, I bet. Oh my god. You know. Uh, I, my legs, like, hurt with <laughs> sympathy just thinking about it. Yeah,
1: I... <laughs> I got angry at that episode. Like, I know Lois means well, but I just got you rashly mad at yeah. it. Yeah. Again, we have we had this theme in Clueless and we've had this C this theme in fucking ten things. But uh why is sexual assault a fucking B plot or an A plot in things in the eighties and nineties? I don't know. Even on kids' shows.
0: Yeah. Are you talking about the
1: Courtney getting the Courtney her top pulled getting, off? Yeah,
0: her top pulled off. Because like I mean, part of it is we don't teach consent and bodily autonomy, nope, we do not, so we you know especially boys don't understand that like putting your hands on other people is not funny and not okay, right, right? because like even in not a sexual assault context, even in like a locker room context, like boys are like violating consent barriers all, all the, the time, time. like hitting each other touching each other's genitals like snapping with towels like all kinds of stuff and if you put a boundary down that will make it worse right like they will push that boundary specifically because you put it down right so I think part of it is that we kind of like teach biomission men to be abusers yeah. by never holding them accountable Absolutely. for where their hands are and stuff like that. Because I had an experience like this. I was friends with a girl who got her bikini top pulled off while we were swimming at the fuck in the river and it was fucking horrifying. And like she was devastated and we all felt terrible for her and it was like who got anything out of this? Right. Like, what was this for? Like, who feels better now? Like, right. how did you win in this situation? It's
1: because it's been played up as funny through fucking movies like the American Pie movies or like, right. any fucking one of those where it's just like, we don't teach consent and we, and we've like glorified it in a way of like, ha ha ha, this is just a joke. Right. Because women are in pain, it's just a joke.
0: It's hilarious, yeah. Yeah, I don't understand. I guess I do, but, it's still it awful. sucks yeah
1: one thing I hate about this podcast and, and love at the same time is like I can see how it's broken and I want to fix it, but I can't
0: right yeah I, I mean, can just
1: keep pointing it out as yeah, it happens that,
0: that is our job is to point out things that are broken. When we both have PhDs in child development and you know early childhood education, then it will be our jobs to fix it but until then, <sighs> It's our job to talk about it in our podcast for 12 people. <laughs> I love you 12 people.
1: You're amazing. Continue listening, please.
0: The episode 9 they go to a high school French class. It's always French class. Like I was hoping you could explain that. Yeah, I wanted to talk about this mm-hmm. and I do actually know like the linguistic history here like why that is the case. But it is interesting that it's so pervasive until so recently. Because, like, in... I didn't watch Glee, but, like, trying to think of another, like, high school show from relatively recently. But in Community, which is a show about a community college, they're learning Spanish. And before the 1980s in America, if you were going to speak a second language, it would have almost certainly been French.
1: Right.
0: Partly because the internet hadn't made english so ubiquitous yet right and also um because french for a long time was kind of the um, lingua franca that's where we'd get the term lingua franca right um for europe so uh anyways the learning french was the way to show in america because by extension because of this was the case in british society like learning french was a way to show that you're from the upper classes right because it shows that you have time, that you have access to this, like, perceived, you know, richer, like, morally, whatever. Right, 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 Richer place.
1: Yeah, makes sense.
0: But it's interesting, I think, I bet white nationalists are really mad that kids in school, in media now are learning Spanish. Oh, I'm sure French. it pisses
1: them the fuck off, and I love it.
0: Which is so funny, because, like, Spanish, also from Europe, but... <laughs> But you're they're just—they're just so racist.
1: Oh, I love um, it. But yeah, I mean, it's so funny
0: because like this show's only twenty years old. I would have thought that they would be learning Spanish by now. But no,
1: because like even I
0: guess the the transition probably didn't happen until 10, 15 There was that years sweet ago. spot in
1: between uh, when Italian was it was Italian for like a second because uh, Lizzie McGuire movie they go to Italy instead of. Yeah, France, but I think it's for their it's Italian r- class. More but.
0: of a yeah, that's but. just a travel movie though.
1: That's fair. I could be wrong. I often am. Um, um.
0: Yeah. So French class. I don't know. Other than to say that I am also a French speaker who took a lot of French, and it's dumb. Don't. It's it's frustrating.
1: Do you want to do rapid fire?
0: Oh, do you? Did you ever have parties without parents? Was that a thing that you ever did? No. I mean. Because, like, I'm. we've discussed before, I'm very much a Doty. Like, I'm very much a rule follower. Or I was in high school.
1: I mean, there were some cast parties where the parents fucked off. Like, they were in the house, but they, like, were not really involved with what was going on. Yeah. But I don't think I ever went to a party where parents weren't there or weren't going to be there eventually.
0: Right. Yeah. I don't think I did either. But that's but i was also like not a cool like kid. yeah incredibly uncool and yeah yeah same we gotta get some we gotta get some cool kids cool kids to come on the show and tell us about what being cool in high school was like yeah because i tr- truly have no understanding
1: it must have been wild weird
0: right it's gotta be some weird pressure too who would we even know that might have been cool in high school no one.
1: I don't think anyone I know would
0: have been... Yeah, I would see. have to ask a comedian friend, I bet. Like, I bet if I found some white male comic... Well, probably not the Dude Comics, frankly. Because, like, That's... I bet I could find a comic who was popular in high school. Maybe. But if I, if, if not, I truly would have no idea where, who, where to go.
1: If any of our listeners were cool in high school, tweet at us. Let us know <laughs> what
0: it was like. Yeah, let us know what it was like being cool in high school. Because... What? The, why, oh, how, how, how? How? Why? What? What were the with rules? Whom, What did you? What? We don't have too much stuff to update about, like no. what this show thinks about what it is to be a girl. Although I do think this. Does have some interesting things to say about, like, the process of girlhood. Yeah, it definitely. And, like, the sort of self-discovery process of if you are going to be a girl who wears makeup and, like, shaves her legs and cares meticulously about her appearance that way. Or entirely not or somewhere in between or something like that. Yeah,
1: I really enjoy the storytelling in the last couple of episodes and like really does a really good job of illustrating that process and like not taking a stance either way and like saying these are your options. Yeah, you don't you can do whatever you want, but here are some options, right?
0: I think we broke this up in a really interesting, really good way where the first five episodes we've watched really set the stage for like who the characters are what we're going to be doing and now we're like really starting to dig you know this is like our first shovel Shovel. full of like this is what it's actually like to be a kid and these are the experiences that our our heroes go through while like scratching out the walls of their existence yeah
1: i'm really excited to see what happens moving forward yeah
0: i love the show it's so good. It's almost hard to talk about because it's just so good. And I kind of just want to be like, go watch it. Go watch it. Yeah, go watch it. dee 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 dee